They hop in when they hop in. Listen, man. Um, today I got a promotion and a raise. I am officially making the most money I have ever made in my entire life, Dennis. More than when I was doing. Yeah, right. That right. So I'm glad you had that reaction. Let me tell you something, my nigga. More than when I was more than when I was a uh, substitute teaching and about to be a teacher. More than when I was um uh, working at UPS. More than when I was uh, the manager of the airport for the food and beverage area. More than when more than when I was working at my previous job as the fucking purchasing manager of the entire East Coast. This is the most money I've ever made in my life, and it's a substantial amount of money, Dennis. Um, unfortunately, because of uh, inflation and whatnot, I'm still middle class or whatever. I'm not upper middle class like I would have been, I don't know, 20 years ago. However, here's my problem, Dennis. Here's my problem. You What's right. wrong with me? I was about to start. To, <laughs> I was about to get some celebration music going. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Bump it. Bump it. Because I want to while the celebration music going. So as I sit here, 14 time world champion, the jet flying, kiss stealing, will and dealing, big packs and creating, son of a gun, getting promoted. Within six months of being at a company, working in a field, I don't know nothing about. But they say, hey, Anthony, a position has opened up, and I feel like you deserve it. That's what they told me. And now I'm making more money than I ever thought I'd ever make. My degree finally means something. And guess the fuck what? I don't care. What the fuck is wrong with me? I'm not excited. I'm not happy. I'm not sad. I'm not disappointed. I just don't give a fuck. What's wrong with me? I think what it is is that because of inflation, it kind of it feels like you're making more but you're not really reaping the benefits of it. Right. The fact that like literally all is literally all is doing, if anything, is is evening out. Bro, come on. Come on, bro. Is it and then and then like bro, the raise here's the thing. Here's how you know it's bullshit. If you would have asked me, man, what what's the word? What I'm looking for? If you would have asked me, I'm trying to think of uh, 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 even t- 10 years ago. Because that's not that long ago. If you say, hey, Anthony, I'm going to average about, I'm going to give you about $700 more a check. Mm-hmm. Boy, that sounds good, don't it, Dennis? Oh, yeah. That sounds good, my boy. Hey, man, you're going to be making about $700 more a check, man. I would have been like, nigga, let's go. Bro, I did the math. And by the way, that's a substantial raise. Y'all niggas do $700 a check, which is like $350 a week. Uh, or whatever, y'all niggas do that three fifty times, um, um, three fifty times fifty two, and see what number you come up with, and see if your boss gave you that bigger raise last time you got a raise, right? So I'm not, I'm not bitching at the raise. That's a big raise, right? However, three fifty a week don't seem like shit, do it, Dennis? No, not in this That's crazy as hell, boy. I just got a raise for three fifty a week, boy. Basically. It might be a little bit more. I'm just doing basic math in my head right now. 
Plus, I get a bonus at the end of the year. That's five percent of my salary. All that shit sounds good, don't it, Denny? Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Something wrong, bro. Something wrong, bro. I don't know if it's that I know that it doesn't matter. I don't know if that that I've been working for too long. Because remember, I, me and Dennis, me and you had this conversation. I was like, damn, nigga, I've been working 20-something years. And I ain't nothing but 37. Mm. I don't know if it's that my 401k means, well, now I got a Roth. Y'all niggas, everybody out there know Static Universe, switch your 401k to a Roth. Don't fuck with that 401k shit. But I don't know if it's that my Roth is only going to be worth no matter how much I put into it, no matter how well the market does, 70-something, 60-something thousand if I'm banging when I retire in 20 years. <laughs> Think about that, bro. All the money you put into retirement and you got $70,000. Bitch, what I'm going to do with this? <laughs> it's like when Smokey was talking to his mama and she was like, go get me some cigarettes. He said, this ain't enough. And they wouldn't make it enough. <laughs> It's like, bro, what the fuck, bro? And I should be ecstatic, bro. I'm winning in life, bro. I'm getting raises. I'm exponentially good, bro. My daughter's healing. You know what I'm saying? I got the best freshman class coming into the big packs. And I should be ecstatic. I don't give a shit. I don't care. And, and it's, I'm dead, y'all boys. I'm dead. When I say I don't give a shit, it's not that I don't care about my job. Clearly, I do. I just got a substantial raise, and I only been there since December the twelfth. You feel me? So, like, clearly, I care about it, or else they wouldn't. Have, they wouldn't have made that move. You feel me? I, I care about coaching. I love the girls, bro. I I fight tooth and nail to get them scholarships, get them in college, and all that. I care about all that, but at the same time, I don't care. I'm just dead inside, y'all boys. I'm emotionless. The, the reason why is because, unfortunately, the American dream is not for Americans. I have no idea how we yeah. got the conversation. I wasn't here in the beginning of the conversation, but you're right. Seven hundred dollars per check, and you, and you really need to just times that by twenty three, because <laughs> I did the math. You're looking at about an extra sixteen thousand a year. It's a lot you're, of money, my boys. So. <clears throat> So you're right, Jax, you should be ecstatic. But unfortunately, our dollar doesn't mean shit. Don't. The, the, Come on, the, bro. The salary I make now, the salary I make now, if I had that salary in just 1990, we're not even going to go back to 1960. Come on. 50, Come on. If I had that salary in 1990, I can afford a four-bed, three-and-a-half bath house. Let me one-up you right now. The salary I'm about to make, if I had that in the year 2000, I could afford a half a million dollar house. That's crazy. That's crazy. Now, that's not to say that in the grand scheme of things that $700 on a, on a pay every paycheck or $700 more on a paycheck wouldn't be nice because, hey, it would <laughs> It would be. I if I was to get seven hundred dollars in addition on my on my check coming up, listen, I'll be I'll be walking around like Seth Rollins. Like hey, what? I'm That's emulating thing, every fit Seth Rollins put on every week. It is I'm ecstatic. I, I, I'm not gonna lie, but it's like I'm not ecstatic. Right now for me would do so much. 
it would do so much an extra seven hundred dollars for me. Right. But it, it, it and and to go to Jackson's point where he where he feels dead inside, I, I mean not to beat his way with you, bro. That sounds a lot like you got a lot of personal issues going on, and I hope, I truly hope that you find what you're looking for. You know what I'm saying? And I and I thought you and I and I feel like you're on that path. What you're doing with girls basketball and and reaching out to the youth and what you was doing with the community, you know, when you had those community events, I thought you were on that path to finding your purpose. And I know you're an atheist. I know you don't believe in God. I understand that. I'm not even going to preach to you. That's not what I'm doing. But there's something about when they say, hey, I want to walk in my purpose. It's something about it when it says, hey, I don't want to, I don't want to walk right. I want to walk correctly. Yeah. You know, and not, and not to say that Jackson himself is not doing that. You know, I feel like he's on that path, but he hasn't gotten exactly like, where you want to be. You know, what's crazy about what you're saying, right? Let me tell you, bro. First of all, first of all, I thought, I thought something too, bro. I was like, well, damn, maybe I'm depressed because I do suffer from clinical depression. Right, um, and just a transparent moment moment for all the no static people out there, because I know it's a lot of people that suffer from depression. It's not just like I feel sad, y'all, y'all boys. You know, I literally went to the doctor and it was like, nigga, you have depression. You need to take this medicine type shit, right? And um, here's what, okay, and not to hijack the show, man, but I feel like this is so important right now, right? Here's 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 the thing though, y'all boys and and Q. I done known you for a long ass time, bro. You know what I'm saying? I done known you for shit longer than my daughter been alive. Times five, six more years. You feel me? Right. And I, I'm not sad. And I, I get what you're saying. I'm not saying that that normally wouldn't be what's wrong. I'm not sad. I'm, I'm, and, and I'm actually, I don't get me twisted. I am, because like what y'all boys just said, don't get it twisted. I'm grateful, bro, that this company actually acknowledged my work and acknowledged my performance and rewarded me with a raise within six months of being at the company and a promotion. Right. A substantial raise, bro. And I'm, I'm ecstatic about it because guess what, bro? The little seven bones or whatever, uh, uh, you know, sixteen thousand and all that—that that shit gonna help. And don't get me wrong, nigga, I'm about to be straight and about to be straight, right? And I understand the parameters of what's that's gonna do for me financially, what's that's gonna do for my family financially, and stuff like that. And I'm grateful. But through all my gratefulness and all my pleasure and happiness for that, I don't have that. that you know what I mean? I don't have that ultimate warrior shaking the ropes. I don't have that Ric Flair in the robe spinning around. I don't have that vibe. And I don't know but, what it is, bro. Like, I don't but know. That, that's, but that's why I'm asking you, do you feel that you're walking in your purpose? See, and that's the Be, thing, because, because sound like you sound like somebody who's looking for something. And that's the thing, bro. It's not, it's not that I'm not walking in my purpose because coaching is my purpose and then, and then even then even with that substantial raise and this um promotion the job is still gonna allow me to get my time off the coach right so my purpose is the coaching and fucking with the girls and shit like that that's my purpose 
And even with getting to do that and whatnot, bro. And and that's definitely that's definitely my um my purpose. It's just something ain't. I don't know, bro. I it, and you know what it is, Q. I think it's the outside influence, if that makes sense. I think it's the state of the world, the state of being, the the way things are right now. How <laughs> how things how things are working out, bro. Like I just, it's like we, it's like you just said, bro. It's like, yeah, I make a bunch of money, but do that money matter? Let me let me chime in. Let me chime in right there because you just said something that I was thinking about myself when it comes to just you know how the state of the world is, like how everything. Because you know, and not to you know because I I don't want to I don't want to step on what Jax is saying in any way and you know make it about me, but I just think that in the grand scheme of things like the. Just the state of how, you know, everything is and what you're seeing and just, you know, it's never all it's it's always some it's always some, you know, bullshit attached to it. And we've been in this mm. laugh to keep from crying like mind state for as long as we can remember, just because everything is. Is I think fucked for lack for lack of a better word. And let me say this, and then we can move on to something more positive. Dennis, you just hit the nail on the head, bro. Q, that's what it is, bro, because let me tell you, and I hate to sound like this cliche nigga that's like, oh, here go Jax on that shit. Here go that bro listen shit, blah, blah, blah. I'm being 100 from the soul of my grandma, my nigga. Me making 80-some-odd thousand a year, do that really matter when they're telling niggas that slavery added a skill? And I know that sounds cliche, but I have a daughter and I interact with children every every day. You feel me? And it's like, do me make it? it it's me. It's like, do I want to become? Do I want to become what I despise? And what I mean by that, bro, you got all these boomers that's in charge of the country right now. They don't give a fuck about the temperature, about the climate. They don't give a fuck about what's going on in the future. They don't give a fuck about human rights. They don't give a fuck about your rights. They don't give a fuck about nothing. All they care about is I got my money stacked. I got my house. I'm straight. They don't give a fuck about nothing else, bro. And it's like, damn, I can sit back right now and, you know, not to attack Tank because I know he's not here to defend himself. But if you listen to bro, listen, you know, me and Tank go back and forth on this all the time. I could be like, well, nigga, pull up your bootstraps. I done pulled mine up. I'm from Grand Park. I'm straight. Or should I be like, 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 like did it say Like, I've been in this state of like laugh without crying because, bro, it's like, yeah, we made jokes about the, the, the Department of Education in Florida saying that slavery wasn't that bad because it added skills or Rosewood was on both sides. They literally teach that shit. And I don't know how a nigga supposed to feel about it, bro. And it's like, that shit is so clouded now and so substantial is bleeding into how you personally feel about your own personal life because it's like i feel like it's insignificant q and and i and i know we're taking a very melancholic opening to today's show and and i hope our listeners are appreciating three black men coming together to have a conversation about very hard topics in our lives what I'm here to tell you is this. You exist in this world, Jax, 
but there's only one world that you actually have to worry about and that matters to you, and that's him. You have done this amazing, amazing job that we don't give you the flowers, enough of the flowers that you deserve as a single father. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and not to take anything from her mother, but the fact of the matter is you are the primary parent. For at least nine months out of the year, you're the one that's responsible for him. Yeah. Okay? And, and the fact of the matter is you're looking at the world and you're saying to yourself, when I leave, what is the world that my daughter inherits? Right. I, I don't concern myself with the entire world. I have five of them. That's, those are my worlds, those five kids that I take care of. And I ask myself, what is the world that I'm leaving my children? You know, and not to be, and not to take a, a conservative approach to it, or a libertarian approach to it, however you want to, however you want to see it and look at it. But I got to take it like this. Hey, you want to sit here and tell my children that slavery wasn't so bad? That's fine. I'm their father. It's my job to tell them what really happened. You want to erase what happened to Rosewood? You want to erase what happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma? That's fine. I'm their father. It's my job because they. I have five worlds to take care of. Let me just say this, and then we can start the show. But um, one thing that and Q, you you said this um once upon a show, um when we talked about you know does money buy happiness, and I think you I think you said at best you know in the grand scheme of things. Oh, oh, my phrase is it doesn't buy happiness, but it's a down payment. Right, right. That that was exactly it. But because yeah, like hearing y'all, like hearing y'all talk about like y'all's income, like that's that's amazing. Like you know, and and like being in like being in the area that I'm in compared to you know the cost of living over over there is like it's a stark contrast. Oh yeah, bro, Jacksonville. Bro, they bugging. They bugging. There's no. It's definitely. It's definitely copacetic because basically I see it like seven hundred less dollars I got to pay on rent. You feel me? But, bro, when I tell you like this shit, I don't know, man. I just feel like the shit wild, bro. The shit wild. I think. I think everybody had good points within this, but as Q said. I feel like the approach has been very melancholic and I don't want to be like that for the whole rest of the show because it's shit we can turn up on. So, nigga, start the show. Let's get straight to it. Episode <laughs> 234 of the NSP. I am Dennis, your host. LQ is here. Yes, sir. Jax is here. A real nigga in the building. And I think Coop just landed off the spaceship. Yeah, I'm in. No, I'm in this bitch. I'm in here. Hey, all right, so... We are good. We good to go there. Um, you know what? Being that, all right. I'm trying to because I'm trying to think. Um, being that we kind of started on a note that we did. Um, would it be how, how do okay? What's what's the approach that we want to take on this Carly Russell topic? Can, can, Yo, can I start off? Can we can I start it off? Go ahead. Go ahead. You can you can start it off. But listen, listen if y'all niggas want to be, wanna be serious. Please don't let me talk. <laughs> Nigga, remember, remember three, remember about three years ago when we was uh, when we was all stuck in the house because of COVID. Right, <laughs> and, you know this is this is early no static days, <laughs> and we had the and we had the fortunate pleasure 
I was hearing about a young black man named Juicy Smollett. Juicy! We had the, ple- we had the pleasure of hearing about a young black man named Juicy Smollett who Juicy! sat there and told us that he was getting mugged while because at, at 2 o'clock in the morning in the main streets of Chicago, he decided to take his light-skinned black ass to motherfucking Subway. Me and Coop... For the next 20 minutes, would tell y'all that this nigga was lying. <laughs> and then clearly the viewers, lying. Clearly the viewers, lying. <laughs> the viewers sent so many emails to Dennis telling Dennis how me and Cooper are homophobic. We're not about to fight. <laughs> when the revolution comes, we need to be the first niggas mm-hmm. that they shoot. Nigga, we read the emails, nigga. We know who the fuck y'all is. And then when y'all found out that this nigga was lying and we had to have that show, oh my God. Now, when y'all heard that shit from this young black woman from Dalton, Alabama, I want y'all to know Dalton, Alabama is about an hour and 45 minutes west of where I currently reside. <laughs> and y'all heard it's not far. That, this young black lady, that this young black woman got kidnapped and upon getting kidnapped, also saw a baby just walking down the street. At what point did y'all say to y'all selves, hey, this sound like this bitch lying? Because when you have to ask too many, hold on, because when you have to ask too many questions, it's a lie. It's a lie when you have to ask too many questions. And that's what we want y'all to understand. Go ahead, Chris. My nigga, remember when Dave Chappelle's hit stand up? Killing them softly came out when this when I was when I was reading this story, my nigga, and this shit started sounding like him going into projects and seeing that baby. Then all of a sudden, I was like, okay, this shit is a bunch of shit, my nigga, because this shit sounds exactly like that, my nigga. Like, I I was going down the highway, suddenly I saw a child, like my nigga, <laughs> nigga. Let me explain something, to you, my nigga. I don't make a lot of jokes about this because I know y'all niggas wanted to believe this shit. No, y'all did, bro. I know y'all niggas wanted to believe this shit, and y'all wanted to believe this shit. And, and let's be keep it one it. You wanted to believe this shit because because it, it was a black woman, and I understand. I really do. But at what point did your nigga senses not go off? Like, why? Did like, nigga, here's my part, my nigga. So she could she she gets kidnapped, right? They keep her fully clothed, don't rob her, then then strip her naked. Somehow she escapes and then gets recaptured and still didn't see nobody. So she reason I want to point out what that means. That means without being able to see and butt ass naked, she escaped. Then, <laughs> then, while still butt-ass naked and in the process of escaping, she, she then got recaptured by these niggas. These niggas that lift up a blindfold didn't rough her up a little bit. These are the nicest characters I've ever seen in my life, my nigga. First and foremost, niggas keep kidnapping you, they beating your ass, my nigga. Why? We need to... Why, my nigga? Because if you got hope, you think you can escape. <laughs> you think you can escape when you got hope. Number two, my nigga, and I cannot get this from you, nigga. Bitch, you act like we don't know, bitch. We act, you act like we don't know that y'all go everywhere dressed in shit that does not have functional pockets. So keep in mind, whatever shit you claim you got on you, let's be honest, you ain't have shit on you. You ain't have shit on you because all your because you because all your pockets are so shut on them on them tight ass jeans. 
then, then, hold on, then, hold on, then they, then they got her, and all of a sudden, evidently, the story was completely different once they got her. Like, come on, y'all, bro. Her and Juicy, her and Juicy need need their own talk show. Call, call, I, call, 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 I be playing on your top. Listen, <laughs> bro, bro, listen. The bitch told a better story than that one shit named Zola, who was with the white girl, and they went down to um, Clearwater, Florida, and was tricking for the weekend. I was like, get the fuck out of here, dog. She told a better story than that nigga Quan Mills, who got several books of fucking your grandma, bro. Come on, my nigga. Now, I'm Quan Mills. Book titles be crazy, too. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all niggas ready for me to come out the top row with the macho man elbow, let me know. Nigga, nigga, not not only are we ready, nigga, I got the rope right here. <laughs> nigga, listen. Well, I'm coming off the top rope, nigga. Hot tag. Two things prevalent with this situation. First, let me say the most like the most serious part of this situation. Not for one fucking second. And I think this woman really got kidnapped. Let me tell you why. Because we are in a time right now. Where do I think the media care about black women? Absolutely not. I do not. However, you know what the media do care about? Ratings. So if a nigga die by the hands of the police or a nigga get kidnapped or something happened to a nigga that they can say, look at what's happening to these black people. They're going to exploit that shit from day fucking one and put it every second that they can, every moment they can on the news. And the fact that this bitch got kidnapped and it was motherfuckers on TikTok talking about why we ain't talking about this girl. And they had, and I found out they had notified the police. I was like, well, and the police had made no statement. I was like, okay, bitch faked herself just like Juicy. And the police know, so they not saying shit. So that's number one. So everybody needed like like who's like, what your nigga sense is at? That's number one. Number two, take a step back for a second. And everybody kind of know the story of what happened. Everybody knows she Googled, do you have to pay for an Amber Alert? I just want to point that out. But <laughs> <laughs> she Googled. Not even not only that, Amber. but like take the taken movie got Google. Right. The taken movie, take it and take and then go back in her Twitter and they found what she said, taken is my movie for real. Listen, y'all, everybody take a step back. This was about a nigga. This was about a nigga. We are talking about this on the fucking galactic center of the universe podcast. If you look podcasts up and you put them in the form of a galaxy, we are the super massive black hole at the middle of the motherfuckers. And all the other podcasts orbit around us. And not only are we talking about it, but all the little satellite galaxies and everybody else talking about this because of a nigga. And let me tell you why. The bitch broke up with her nigga and she found out her nigga was fucking on somebody else. So you know what she said? I'll show this nigga. I'm going to make this nigga miss me. Do you got to pay for an alert? Bitch, I'm the bitch and take it. Women, let me tell y'all something real quick. Chill the fuck out. Ain't no nigga in the world worth all that. And guess what? This whole time, do you think for one second that nigga said, damn, I miss my baby? Nope. No. He was getting his dicks up. By the bitch he left up for and said, damn, babe, I know that hoe. I swear to God, that's what he said. Swear to God. <laughs> out the woods like a returning character on The Walking Dead. <laughs> you got kidnapped and they drop you off by your house in your subdivision. 
Bitch, bye. Shout out to um. By the way, shout out to Bossup because every time they like put a headline, like they title a headline, it's always it's always you know good satire. He said, "Carly Russell comes clean about kidnapping cosplay, offers earnestly embarrassed apology, denies she was taken to the Red Roof Inn." That shit bad, y'all. That shit bad. That shit, y'all boys. This shit worse than Juicy Smollett. You know why it worse than Juicy Smollett? Nobody. Because, let me tell you. Because at least Juicy tried to dot his uh dot his eyes across his cheese. Nah, fuck that. Let me tell you why it's worse. <laughs> at no point in time did we think Juicy Smollett was dead or gonna die. You feel me? Because we know he okay. At the worst, he got his ass beat. Whether he paid for it or not paid for it, he got his ass beat. But he's safe and sound at home right now. Which is, at the end of the day, let's say the juicy case was real. At the end of the day, that's a good thing, right? That's right. a positive thing. We didn't lose a bat, black man to a stupid tragedy, right? Now, here you are with this situation where you have a black woman who may or may not have been missing and may or may not have been dead, but me and Coop and your ass ready to fire off the shotgun and we can't because the bitch might be dead. Listen, hit, hit, the, the the shit that actually like makes me a little upset because I, I I didn't get mad at it. I thought it was quite hilarious. But the thing that almost got me mad about it was it's the fact that black people are so on edge with what's going on with the world right Man. now. Man. We were ready to make her into another martyr. You are not George Floyd. Black women not, are missing not for real. Black you're women not, are missing for real. You're not any of these saints. You're not, you, you know, you know what the crazy part is? I moved my family into our new home in Jacksonville, Florida, my hometown of Jacksonville, Florida over the weekend. I was in Jacksonville for all of three hours before I got an actual Amber Alert about a 16-year-old girl missing off of Biscayne Boulevard. Come on. And by the way, everybody. In Jacksonville, we get one of those a week. One a week. And it's always I a little black girl. I want, you to, I want you to know. I want you to know. I've actually kept in touch with that kept trapped with that Amber Alert. They still have not found that black girl yet. Meanwhile, so, this you, bitch from Dalton, Alabama is mad that her nigga is fucking on another bitch. And and and, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because I, I have a 14-year-old son. And and I know you go through this, Jax, because you got a 16, 17-year-old daughter. You know, it's not cool to walk around with mom and pop. You go out in public. I get it. But the first thing I tell my son is, hey, I don't give a fuck that you got a cell phone. I pay the bill. I know you got a cell phone. Make sure, no matter what, you can always see us. We can always see you. I said, the reason why is because when they kidnap little black boys and little black girls, they do not find them. They never find her. That's how I knew, bro. The moment she came back, I say shit fake. You're not. And, and I'm back. Because like, he's a male, he thinks the shit doesn't happen. I said, bro, you think because you you damn near as tall as me and you got a little muscle to you that you can fight them off. No, my nigga. When they want you, they will get you, they will rape you, and you will be the sweetest bitch to whoever the Fuck they sell you to if they don't kill you first. 
Let me let me ask y'all boys this before we move on to the next joint, right? Because we need to move on. But right, let me ask y'all boys this. Let me ask y'all boys this. Let me ask y'all boys this. The setup is so fucking dumb. She called the police and said, "Oh, it's a baby on the highway," and then she started screaming. Bro, wait, 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 cool, cool, because I know what you're about to say, bro. Bro, what the fuck, bro? Because Dennis, <laughs> let me ask you something. If me, you, and Coop was about to kidnap a woman for sex trafficking, and we're gonna use the baby for bait, let me tell you something. If Coop, if Q or Coop or I or you was driving down the highway and seeing a baby, are you stopping and getting a baby as a man too? No man is gonna drive past a baby and let the baby run on the highway. Bro, listen. Why? Not- why would you be the only person that stopped? It's not even that, bro. I'm I'm so afraid of what this world is. If I saw a baby doing that, I'm like, that's a setup. That's a setup. The what first nigga Bell said, hey baby. Stuff, that's the first nigga who getting caught. Like, I like he, I ride through Dothan, Alabama too much for my job for for niggas to not to see a baby on the highway. And you the only one that stopped? No. No, not in Dothan, Alabama. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There may be some racist crackers, but they ain't even a little baby. Ain't that racist. I agree. Ain't a racist white person. Bro, I'm talking about the motherfucker who voted for Trump, who hate Obama, who listened to Jason Aldean, not in my small town, but stopping their truck. <laughs> And they picking that baby up, and I and, and and I don't give a damn what you say. They can be racist, and they gonna drop that baby off and find out what happened to that baby, and they gonna go right back to being racist after they make sure that baby soft and safe and sound. But you can't tell me there's a father. There's sick people in the world, but fuck that. We ain't talking about the women right now. We ain't talking about those sick bastards. We're talking about men, fathers. Black or white or Asian or whatever, Indian, I don't give a fuck. You can't tell me there's a father that's going to see a baby on the side of the road on the highway in Dothan, Alabama with no adult and say, fuck that baby. Didn't didn't, stop. Didn't just cap off the subject because I feel like we got more important shit to talk about. Like, you know, finishing this Adam E versus Green Lantern debate. But we got to hold off because I ain't watch it yet. God damn you, Dennis. All right. <laughs> but yeah. Me, Dennis, and Jax at the top of the show was talking about, you know, struggles with mental health or stuff, something like that. We have to understand that we, we need to figure out how to classify the need for attention and fame as a mental illness. I know it's not a mental illness being mad that your nigga fucking on somebody else. So you got to prove a point that he really love you and miss you. Bitch, I'm going to make myself disappear. That ain't no mental illness, bitch. Listen, a real, a real, a real nigga that... You think, that you think J. Cole was in the car rapping to her while she was driving down that highway? Oh, uh, nigga, y'all niggas wilding, man. Next time. All right, yeah. We... <laughs> um, so Ron DeSantis is taking L's. Thank God, bro. He, you, you know what? I've never seen someone who is so obvious he doesn't want to be president. 
it's so obvious, and I don't understand why nobody else sees it but me. Bro, at one point, all you had to do was shut the fuck up, and you would have been the front one. That's all you had to do. Shut the fuck up, because we live in Florida. Me, you, Coop, Jax, we all live in Florida. And, and you know what? The one thing I hate to admit about Ron DeSantis, I, I hate that I have to admit this about Ron DeSantis. As much as I hate this bastard, he is good for business for the state of Florida. I hate that I have to admit that. And all you had to do was shut the fuck up. You know, so, and, and, and just like short of two years ago, even if you didn't agree with Ron DeSantis, you're like, you know what? He has a logical and sound argument about his about his disagreement with my statement. Even if you didn't like what he said, you was like, you know what? You came with facts. You came with your opinion. I understand where you. I I can see where you come from. I can see how you got there. And in the last six months, he it seems like he's just going out of his way to be like, no, guys, I don't want to do this shit. I want y'all to make sure that I lose. And I, it's the craziest thing ever. It's the craziest thing ever. The yeah. nigga is a is the smartest dumb motherfucker I've ever met. Right. Yeah, he's sabotaging that like through and through because before it was a time where it was just like, and this kind of can and this kind of does you know hold true today for for some people. When you think about, you know, the type of per the type of person Ron DeSantis is, um, you know, one of the top five lame lamest people in the world. Shout in the to- world. But um it was basically one of those things where it's just like he knows he know compared to Trump, he knows like what he's doing, and that that made him dangerous. Right. So to but see do we- basically- wait, 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 wait. Not to cut you off, Dennis. Not I apologize. I done heard this over and over and over and over by political pundits. And it was like, oh, he's like Trump, but he knows what he's doing. Do he? Because Trump, let me tell you how Trump got elected. Trump got elected by lying. Now, now hold on. Just, just Y'all just patronize me for a second here, okay? Because y'all are some smart-ass niggas. And no static audience, y'all a smart audience. Hear me out. Trump and Q, you can you. I know you know what's up. Trump always has supported gay marriage, right or wrong. Q. Yep, he always have. Yep. Always have. He's never been against <laughs> gay marriage. His brother and a whole bunch of other people was gay, right? Right. His Trump brother gay. A lot of people they don't know that Trump brother was gay, right? Okay. Nope. So, so he's he's been pro gay marriage. So then, what does he do? He get on the campaign, and it was about winning. He didn't give a fuck about none of that shit. So when he in North Carolina in Fayetteville at a rally, you know what Trump say? Yeah, we're going to overturn gay marriage because Obama fucked up this country. Trump, not for one fucking second, was going to overturn gay marriage, nor was he going to make a law that overturned gay marriage. Trump didn't present not one bill, one lawsuit to the Supreme Court or anything that would deny gay marriage. Not once did he do it. Now, there was other people that did it while Trump was in, in, in office, but Trump ain't do it, right? So Trump actually knew what he was doing more than Ron DeSantis because all Trump would do 
is lie in their face and tell them what they want to hear. DeSantis is an idiot because he goes one above that. Not only do he lie in their face, he do the shit for real. I'm going to make a bill where you got to identify yourself as an immigrant before you can work. Now, do you think Trump would have made that actual law? Maybe one of his handlers would, but Trump wouldn't have made that law. Because Trump full of shit. He don't even know how to write bills. But what did Ron DeSantis pass in Florida? And now we got a worker shortage. Now we got a worker shortage. Gas 369 in Jacksonville right now. Because niggas don't want to drive their trucks to Florida because Ron DeSantis fucking really did the shit he said he was going to do. He did it before he became president. One thing I'll say about Trump, all the crazy shit he did and all the laws he did pass or whatever, because he definitely don't give a fuck about black people. Because the first law he undid was the uh, repealing the executive order for the Child Protection Act that um, kept kids from going from the school to jail pipeline. Never forget that, my niggas. That's the first thing Trump literally the first thing Trump signed was that black kids are no longer protected. Okay? So niggas can't tell me Trump ain't racist. However, however, America racist. So that's fine. But what Ron DeSantis don't realize is the way Trump won is he lied to niggas. Black people, what do you have to lose? You're uneducated, you're this, you're that, blah, 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 blah. Oh, I love black people. Look at me. I fuck with Mayweather and 50 Cent. Right? Ain't that what the nigga did? Yep. Right? But then, but, but, but then he got elected, and then he fucked us over, and then he tried to do the Kanye thing, the Lil Wayne thing, the IQ thing, shit like that. But then turn around, DeSantis ain't even been elected yet. Nigga, America, not Florida. I don't know what the fuck wrong with us here. But Ron DeSantis is unelectable. He's one of the worst candidates ever. You thought Trump was bad? No, he's worse. Because what? What? One thing about it, two things for show. He done showed his hand, and he got the migrant workers no longer wanting to work under his laws. So now, if I'm in Dothan, Alabama, see what I did there, and I got a little construction business, and who you think ninety percent of my workforce is? You think I'm gonna vote for Ron DeSantis? I'm just saying, bro. Yeah, pretty much hit it on the head. That nigga trash, bro. And before we go and get off Ron DeSantis, the fact that the nigga stood there, okay, because um, uh, my fellow Floridians who are on this podcast with me, who is the main nigga that been pushing, banning books and changing the curriculum? Am I mistaken? But wasn't that Ron DeSantis? Yep. Yep. Right? He been pushing that since, shit since COVID. Right? And then he turned around the other day and fucking... You want to know who Ron DeSantis is, America, for everybody out there that don't live in Florida, that's listening to this podcast, and they don't know who Ron DeSantis is. You don't know who he is? He's a chicken shit coward. He's a... When you watch wrestling, we talk about wrestling all the time. We talk about heels and faces. He's a, Say what he's a chicken shit heel. Because, because listen, the other day they said, well, what do you feel about the Board of Education saying that slavery added skills? The, and, and I quote, that I ain't got nothing to do with it. You scary bitch. Mm -hmm. On your dick, nigga. On your dick, you pulled it out. Am I lying cool? 
No, my nigga. But listen, we was talking about that, bro. Like, here's the thing, bro. Here's the thing, bro. Y'all own, and, and I'm gonna say some real shit, my nigga. And I'm gonna be honest with you. The, the, somebody give me a you niggas. You niggas. Let me tell you niggas something right now, bro. Remember three, three, four years ago when we said vote, and niggas wanted to sit there and give us fucking and fucking and, and have hotel happy hour with us, and was like, man, y'all vote don't count. Y'all full of shit. Y'all niggas dumb for doing that shit. Okay, and then the wrong nigga got elected. Bro, Jada Kiss got a line, bro, that I love, bro, that I've been saying for the last 20 years since I heard him say it, bro, on the come up show. And that nigga said, the only thing worse with a coward is a coward with power. Yo, bruh. listen, listen, and Yo, you niggas is cowards too, because y'all ain't vote. Bro, and here's cowards. the thing, bro. Y'all was. Y'all was mad, mad, cause bro, listen, I didn't even tell niggas this, bro. I got hella text last week about my closing thoughts last week, because I kept telling niggas shut the fuck up, bro. But this is the shit I'm talking about. You niggas you going around telling us not to vote, not to participate in the government, not to participate in the actual systems that are set up, so that they can institute change where they live on the economic and political level. You niggas need to shut the fuck up. And that's what I'm talking about, bro. Bro, listen, say what you want, bro. But this motherfucker was not some nigga that popped up and was like, surprise, I'm DeSantis. No, nigga. The nigga's been yelling since he was Chris, since he got out of the Navy, my nigga. Since he got out of the he military, who he was. He's he been, been showing y'all that. He been this, bro. You can he see even in his military record, bro. When he was serving, bro, half of his, half the stuff that's on his resume are special appointments from people he knew, bro. From people his family knew, bro. Like that shit is not right. Like, bro. Then, then, and I'm gonna say some real shit. And Dennis, you might have to edit this out because it's gonna sound hella racist. Because I love all black and brown people. And I'm gonna tell y'all something, bro. Then the immigrants, y'all saw his last stand. You let that nigga felt fool you into thinking that he was a poppy. He was not. The nigga's not guala at all. The nigga's fucking Italian. And then guess what? Then when the nigga got in the office and went, nigga, fuck y'all, suck my dick. And guess what, nigga? Guess who got left holding the dick? Y'all did. Y'all did. Right. You know, you niggas, bro. Y'all niggas, what y'all did with no offense, bro. I'm gonna say some real shit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say some more real shit. No offense, honey. Stop. Y'all thought y'all could do what we do. Yeah, bro. We got behind o Obama because he, because in large part because he was black. But you know what? It also helped that the niggas said things that were vastly more better than what his opponents were saying. Cool, let me stop you right there, man. And then, Dennis, I promise I'm going to let you move on. I want to say this, too, though, bro. Yeah, the Latinos, I see what you're about to say. Cool. Yeah, y'all got behind the wrong nigga just because he was Latino. And you know what, y'all? Cool fucking right. Cool right. Because wait, wait a, wait a second, though. Wait a second. We don't. Here's the thing. Here's a misconception about Obama. Niggas ain't just vote for Obama because he black. Yeah, niggas might say that. But y'all don't understand how smart niggas that vote and actually get involved in the political system are because guess who else black? Ben Carson. Guess who else black? Tim Scott. Mm -hmm. Guess who the fuck we not voting for? Tim who the Scott. fuck we not <laughs> voting for? But wait, let me show you that it's not even a Democrat Republic. Let me show you that it's not even a uh, we gonna vote straight Democrat thing. If Condoleezza Rice or fucking Colin Powell ran for president, they would have won. Because niggas would have voted for him. Because they're not would fucking dog-ass trash people. 
and they're not fucking idiots. We're not monoliths, nigga. Can... We're smart enough to know the dynamic. And we're hey, smart I... enough to realize that Ron DeSantis is trash. I this on the show, but I wouldn't vote for Colin Powell. I'm not even going home to my nigga. You wouldn't vote for Colin? Nigga... I would have voted for like, Colin nigga... I'm not even I, oh yeah, nigga, I don't know a nigga that wouldn't have voted for Colin Powell. But but that's what we said, and that's exactly what I'm getting at, bro. Like, here's the thing, bro. Y'all like y'all want to believe. Honestly, bro, y'all want to believe Obama won his office by being by, by niggas being <laughs> niggas and fucking with a nigga. But that wasn't what happened, bro. Here's the that's thing, bro. Yeah. As much as y'all hate that, as much as y'all hate that minute, my nigga, nigga. Y'all can't think of another president. Y'all, all y'all that voted against Obama, y'all can't think of another president that y'all liked as much as him since Clinton. Obama could have been. Let me say this, and then Dennis definitely take back showing and move on. Obama could have been, bro. Obama could have been Indian, and we would have voted for him because it was the right thing to do. We happened to get it right. (laughs) It always happened. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Andrew Gillum is a gay man, right? Bisexual. My apologies, but Andrew Gillum was a bisexual man who has a lot of flaws about him. But guess what? If the vote came back today and it was Gillum versus DeSantis, I'm voting for Gillum because it's the right thing to do. Y'all niggas, oh. y'all niggas, you niggas, you niggas knew that you knew during that election who the right person to vote for was. Y'all knew oh. that. Bro, no offense, bro. Let me tell you why I don't feel y'all. You know why I don't feel y'all niggas sometimes, bro? And here's the thing, bro. It's always fucking Florida. It's always fucking always. Florida. If, you niggas know everything. Bro, my nigga, I got a homeboy that always saying he go, my nigga, racism, bank on it. My nigga, Florida, bank on it, nigga. Cause let me tell you what it, what I, what my problem is, my nigga. It's too many people I've met in Florida that really do love Florida. They really do love the state. There's a certain kind of like unique Floridian patriotism here, like for this for this state. But I swear to God, my nigga, y'all y'all niggas, you niggas, will sit up here and purposely time after time after time after time. Like, it's it just when, we, bro, I feel like there's been times where everybody has laid everything out for Florida. And Florida goes like, yeah, but we're going to make an effort to fuck this shit up. And they do, bro. Like, they just, we just Florida, do, baby. bro. Like, that shit, like, all the, I, I tell people all the time, bro, as much as I love the people I've met here, and these people are my lifelong friends and companions, but my nigga, all the stereotypes they make about Mississippi are really true about Florida. Dennis, move on. Like because this shit ain't gonna stop. Like, Go on, Dennis. Yeah, Go bro. On, Take it back, Dennis. All right, let's. <laughs> okay, here's a trivia. Well, not even a trivia question, but just a general, just a general question, not about nothing. If you could add a new hobby into your life, what would it be? If you had, the, if you had the time to add a new hobby into your yo. So when you drop the docket. I thought about this, and I thought about it, and and my, the first hobby I was going to drop was unrealistic, and it's just unrealistic, not because you can't do it, but because I'm not a billionaire, but I was going to say, like, Jeff Bezos I wanna, and, and uh, Elon Musk, I want to start shooting rockets into the sky and riding them bitches, but that's a billion, that's an unrealistic hobby, 
here's my realistic hobby, bro. I want to take up sailing. And not like, not like, uh, you know, like bullshit. I mean, like literally buy me a like, you know, 30 foot sailboat that's ocean sailable. And I want to sail to the Bahamas and sail to Mexico and shit like that, bro. Like that, like that. Um, Coop, what about you? Hmm. If I had like money's no well, is this this scenario is money like no option? Yeah, yeah. money's not an object. Bitch, I ain't got no sailboat. It can't be. <laughs> oh, bro, because a lot of a lot of stuff interests me. Honestly, bro, if I could take up a hobby, bro, I would real real deal racing the Grand Prix. Mm. Yeah, that's badass too. That's badass too. Like, that's badass like, nigga, too. Drive an F one. That's badass. Yes, nigga. I would love to go to Monaco and race in the Grand Prix, bro. That shit is fucking. Like, no offense, my nigga. I know we love that nigga Lewis Hamilton, my nigga. But wait till a wait till a real nigga like me get in there, nigga. Yo, shout wait out, till out to Lewis, Lewis Hamilton, a real nigga, but he's just a British real nigga, so it's different. Yeah, uh, it's all in the bottom. Um, okay, yeah, bro. Q, what about you? Go ahead, go ahead, Coop. If money's no object, if I could take up a hobby, it would be to learn blues guitar and fencing. Yo, fencing is dope. Blues guitar, nigga, I can teach you that. <laughs> mm. But but fencing is dope. Like my no, thing no, is, bro, I just said because you don't, you don't see that many blue spots these days, bro. Like just somewhere you know. No more, bro. That's the first thing you learn when you learn how to play guitar is blues chords. But niggas, bro, niggas, niggas, just to piggyback into a, a whole side conversation, niggas don't play instruments no more. No, nah, bro, no. bro, no offense, bro, no offense, bro. Niggas' ability to niggas' ability to play instruments went out with with bitches with natural ass, bro. Nigga, I'm not going to play no instruments when I can just BBL this shit. You gotta play instruments, man. I just want to bring that band. And what niggas twist niggas twist me up. And I know, I, like, I I know I'm gonna sound hypocritical because I was in one of these bands. When niggas do learn how to play instruments, or or or, or learn like the starter or starts up a band, they always do like alternative rock or some shit like that, which is fine. I mean, I did, but nigga, what? Imagine if niggas was playing instruments because you know how talented niggas is. Where's the next Earth, Wind, and Fire band at? Y'all know who really go hard and we don't give enough credit to? SOS. Where my SOS band at? Nigga. You feel me? My nigga, I, my nigga, I tell y'all this. I tell y'all this all the time, my nigga, because people don't get me wrong. I know y'all, and I know niggas love Prince, but I don't think y'all really, niggas be really understanding that every instrument you heard on that nigga song, he was playing. Y'all realize the closest thing we got to Prince right now, and niggas might think it's blasphemy when I say it. The closest thing we got to Prince right now is Anderson Pop, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. bro. Anderson. Oh, bro. Listen, him and Godfrey, bro. I'm gonna let you know now. Y'all better hope Tyler don't learn how to play an instrument because that nigga gonna take off, off. Yeah, like, bro. Like, we, bro. We the closest we got is Anderson Pop. I want to say something like Thundercat, but Thundercat is very particular. And he's a he's a a, a a bass player only, but you know Anderson Pot can do a lot of shit. And, and you know, side note, real quick, 
I don't think niggas realize how hard it is to drum and sing like Anderson Pot does. At the same fucking time. That shit crazy. That shit is crazy. Bro, there's no way to count your breath. Because you're because you either try you either counting the drum or you counting your breath. And you can't do both. I'm a pop promise nigga, you the that. Nigga, like, the nigga different. The nigga different. And then I want to point back real quick when me saying sailing. The reason why I said that, bro, I could kill two birds with one stone. Because I, you know, part of the thing too, uh, going back to what we talked about to open up the show, bro, it's so much shit out here in the world, bro. And I like, I'm making a shit ton of money, but that money limits me to where I have to be in Jacksonville, Florida. I would love for to be able to work remotely, travel around the world and just work remotely, bro. Like get a work visa and just be, you know, oh, I'm in Belize this week. Oh, I'm in Jamaica this week. You know what I'm saying? Because, bro, we don't understand how large the world is, bro. And I'm not just talking about physically. I'm talking about culturally. Do you know anything about Tongan culture? We don't know shit about it. You know what made me think about this, too? The Roman Reigns shit. When him and and, and Jay uh, was doing the This Is Tribal Combat, Mm -hmm. and they did their little hand thing, and I looked it up, that shit real. Yeah, yeah, it's real. Yeah. That yeah. shit is real. So it's like, it's like, nigga, I don't know nothing about Samoan Tongan. I don't know nothing about it. I figured it was real because I know they're real Samoans and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But bro, a lot, a lot of things, bro, in life and nature, we don't know nothing. We don't know shit about. <laughs> even somewhere, bro, Turkmenistan. What you know about Turkmenistan besides the name? Not, not, not even that. Not even that. The one thing that I enjoy about the few times I've gone on a cruise is there's a day during each cruise. If I, I don't know if, if any of you gentlemen have been on Jax, you've been on one. Yeah, several. Yeah. There's a day w- during every cruise ship where they say fun day at sea. And what it is is your cruise ship is literally at sea traveling to wherever you're supposed you go to go. Mm-hmm. If you ever want to understand how insignificant you are by isolating yourself in just one culture, in your one little block, your one little city, you realize it when you are staring and all you see is nothing but what. And guess what? Bro, you hit the nail on the head. Go out on that deck. When you're in the middle of the ocean, say you're sailing from Orlando to, 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 to the Bahamas, and all you see is water. And guess what, y'all boys? That ain't nothing but 70 damn miles. Bro. We live on the I'm small ocean. We by the Atlantic. Nigga, the Pacific Ocean is fucking huge. So... A lot of niggas don't know this about me, but I'm, you know, I'm certified for school diving. You know, rest in peace, my uncle Johnny, because he, he made me do it and made me get certified, right? Bro, I had, I remember having that experience, my nigga. It's one, like, bro, I went down there, bro, and when you go, da- when you go any place, bro, I know thugs probably had this shit all the time when they go places, but, you know, you didn't go, but go places and you feel that discomfort because you don't know your surroundings, you don't know, you're not familiar with the other people there, that sort of thing. My nigga, Go into the ocean. And if y'all ever get a chance, bro, go scuba diving. Scuba diving is such an enlightening experience, bro. 
Go down there, bro, and look, and what, and there's going to be a moment. I promise you, because it happened to me, bro. I'm not no little nigga, bro. For all y'all who never seen me, I'm not no little dude, bro. I'm six feet. I'm three hundred pound plus, my nigga, and I and I have been jumped, and I have been the nigga who has helped jump niggas before. My nigga, I went down there, my nigga, and I remember having that instant feeling of, yo, whatever else lives down here, don't give a fuck that I'm down here. Come through, right? But, 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 but. Y'all niggas, y'all niggas realize, like, not just the bottom of the ocean, and cool, you you spot on, not just the bottom of the ocean, not just looking out into the glass floor or glass abyss of the ocean, like Q saying, y'all niggas realize right now in northern Mongolia is some wolf running around hunting for his next meal. And listen, the reason why I said that, I want everybody in the no static. Uh, universe to listen to what I'm saying. Before I said Northern Mongolia, when is the last time you thought about Northern Mongolia? The earth is big as fuck. That's the shit going on, bro. And we sitting here in Florida or Tennessee or California or wherever you may be listening and you only give a fuck and think about what you got going on. So get your passport, nigga. I'm about to give a final thought before we even get to the final thought. Get a passport. Don't let these motherfuckers gatekeep you from nothing. Go to the black sand beaches of Namibia and Africa. Go to Delhi, India and see how dirty niggas can be. Go to Singapore and see how clean niggas can be. Go to Bro, Australia and get bit by a bullet and get the fuck out of your space, nigga. That's the perfect um that's the perfect, you know, jump into kind of what what mine was. Like my first one was definitely going to be um was definitely going to involve traveling as but more so but more so to speak like one thing that I want to do is I want to try to um and I would do this a lot more frequently, you know, if money wasn't an object, but I want to go to like different countries and like try different foods because you know how they say like yeah different um like different foods in different countries and like people have gone to like italy for a month and have ate literally the same things that they would eat here but they end up losing weight instead of like gaining weight right to kind of see like what the difference is in their food is and you know obviously it's less you know less processed or you know things to that extent but i just think that would be really cool um also also i want to um i want to Cause I, I suck at drawing, but I would like to be able to paint. So yeah. like, kind of just you know, yeah. art stuff. And I also would say, um, I would like to produce as well. Like now that I, now that I, you know, now that I'm out of my, you know, my rap phase, I feel like produce. I feel like I would want to, you know, create for others in a sense, or just put those ideas on the table and just kind of, you know. <laughs> be like kind of awesome not a and r but like just you know being a part of an idea for someone creatively but you are i mean we're a part of your idea but you did what you're doing right now while it may not be the most grandest idea it may not have changed the the history of the world but don't discount what you do currently you yes. know, and 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 I don't want to come off as you know a, a Bill Cosby type father figure right now, but nigga, 
in my knowing you, you've released what five, six albums. I'm currently right. a part of a podcast that you came up with. You you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. These are your ideas. Well, now whether they don't mean anything to the rest of the world, we don't know what this podcast means to people. We don't. All right. We honestly don't. One, if one day somebody walks up to us and says, "Dennis Coop, Jack, um, thank y'all." Thank you all for doing those stats, for letting me know that there were niggas like me out in the world. After that, I don't give a fuck. I don't have to be as big as Joe Budden, Horrible Decisions, Joe Rogan, uh, NPR. I don't have to be. What once that said to me, that's it. I can we can put my put my jersey in the rafters, coach. I'm I'm through. Don't you niggas want to know something? Don't discount your ID. <laughs> Q, you spot on. And Dennis, I think I mentioned this to you uh, when it happened. So you niggas, you, you you other two niggas on here don't think I'm blowing smoke. I'm at WWE Raw, right? With mm-hmm. my daughter and her friend or whatever. And we there, we watching wrestling and shit. I'm walking back out because you know the 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 event is over. And of course, my daughter's there with her friend. It's two girls, so they gotta go piss. So I'm walking, I'm gonna go piss too. Cause I know it's gonna be hell getting out of here. I go piss. I come back as I'm walking back through the crowd of people, a dude who I've never seen in my entire fucking life, ever. I say, yo, what's up, nigga? Because I don't know who the nigga is. I say, what's up, bro? What's up, nigga? He say, hey, man, I love the podcast, bro. I love the podcast, man. Y'all boys keep doing it. Tell Coop and them boys keep doing it. I swear to God. And if I'm lying, Dennis, didn't I tell you that happened? I do recall you saying that. That's crazy to me. That's mm-hmm. crazy to me. That's crazy to me. I don't even know how that nigga seen my face. Listen, and, and, the, and the only reason I want you to think like this, Dennis, because I've been a part of that experience before. Some years ago, me, Coop, and a, and a group of our friends, we got together and we and we said, hey, we're tired of going to the club. We think we can do better. And we had this idea. We're not going to put the idea out because I don't want people thinking I'm dreaming of the days of yesteryear. Mm-hmm. There are people to this day that mm-hmm. if they see us, they still say, hey, bro, y'all got to do one more. That was an idea four friends had after a wild night in a college dorm room because everybody couldn't make it to the Atlanta Classic. Mm. And you know what? Just one more idea, no matter how, one more to, because it's one not more piggyback off. One more to piggyback off that. I coach because I love the girls. I give a fuck about the girls. I want them to do, do great, right? And you, you would think to yourself, of course, anytime with your kids, work, whatever, people always gravitate towards favorites or not favorites. Not saying I dislike any other girl, but I'm closer with some of the girls than some of the other girls that I'm not as close with, right? Yeah. I had a kid come up to me, right, y'all boys? And the kid said, Coach, can I talk to you for a minute? I said, yeah, what's up? Kid that I normally don't talk to. And not only y'all boys, do I normally not talk to this kid, I fuss at this kid. You hear me? I'm on this kid ass, bro. I tell her, 
You ain't doing good enough. You need to run harder. You need to go this. You need to go that. I literally never let the gas up on her. And we never, ever have like a, oh, what? Do you like NBA young boy? Do I like NBA? We never had that conversation. She's not my Sophia, which when I first started coaching, I don't know if y'all remember seeing me the post, but the young lady, Sophia, who's now in college, who I was real close with, I wrote a long post about how great of a kid she was. That's my dog. That's my little daughter. But she's not that. She just is a great kid. Now, don't get me wrong, but we not close like that. So she asked, can she have a moment with me? I say, yeah. I pull her. She pulled me to the side. She say, coach, I got to talk to you. I say, what's up? She say, you the only person I can trust. So I'm shocked at this moment, right? And she said, coach, my mom has cancer and she's about to pass away. So I'm hurt. I'm like, damn, this is crazy. So I'm like, dang, you know, that's 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 wild. Are you okay? Blah 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 blah. Shorty started breaking down, crying. She hugged me and shit like that. She said, Coach, you, I feel like you're the only person that care about me. You're the only person that understand. You and my mom. Listen to me, y'all boys. I had no idea that this kid had that type of attachment with me. You feel me? I would have thought, I would have bet you money if you asked that girl, which coach you hate the most on this team, because it's three of us, she would have said me. And she told me that. So like Q said, bro, never, and to this day, by the way, still we, we, we got even more close. And she graduated, um, she graduated this year, so I'm super excited for her. And her mom did end up passing away. But we still close to this day. She texts me every day. Doing stuff like that. Never knew, bro. Never knew. Never diminish what you're doing, bro. If you're doing that shit the right way, just keep doing it, Dennis. Just keep doing that shit. Like I said um, on the cut that you clipped out and put in your song, man, man, your, your price is your price. Your shit is your shit. If niggas fuck with it, they fuck with it. If they don't, fuck them. I, I, and moment of transparency here. I think I needed to hear that because I had been, you know, I had been kind of going through that with the whole with the whole music thing, kind of going, kind of been going through the whole like, you know, while this is while this is cool, I had been, you know, battling with thoughts of trying of whether or not I just want to, you know, go back to how I was when I just kept it all to myself. Because Ooh. it was some, it was something in me that was think that was thinking like, I don't know. I got it, I got it in my thoughts. I was like, what if I'm you know, what if I'm being a burden or something like that by you know trying to promote to promote myself in this fashion and I'm losing sight of this just being a hobby to begin with and it was never about you know all of the other stuff or trying to you know be this be this person or or, you know, trying to, like, make something out of it, really, I guess it would be a better way to describe it. But I just always was, like, I had really been, you know, got to that point where I was like, okay, well, you know, I am i don't think I'll ever, you know, stop. But I feel like on the public scale of things, I felt like it would probably be best if I just, you know, took this, you know, took this hobby back and, you know, gate kept it for myself. And I was really struggling yeah. back and forth in that. 
y'all niggas seen the XL uh, rookie class shit that they making fun of the nigga who danced. Oh, yeah. Billy, one, <laughs> one, one of your niggas cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you know how they clowning the nigga and shit like that. You know why they clowning this nigga? Because it's shit bad. Okay? I ain't got no hate on the nigga. The nigga can dance, whatever. You Philly niggas need to wipe that white shit from around your tape up. I don't understand that. But the nigga trash. However, Dennis, I'm make a point or whatever before we either get out of here and end the show or whatever the fuck, move on to the next one. When I was on King Talk podcast or whatever, everybody that out there that picked up on King Talk started listening to King Talk. We appreciate you, whatever, because I want to support all black people. I don't give a fuck. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, shout out. Shout out, Ron. Shout out, Tank. Shout out, Janae. Janae. Mm. Shout out. Here go my thing. King Talk or whatever, if you listen to what Ron listened to, you would say off rip the type of rap and hip hop, because Dennis is doing hip hop, hip hop, you know, you would say Ron ain't really fucking with that. So I go on King Talk, Ron say, hey man, give me a song because we let our guests pick songs and shit. We play songs on the break. Boom. What do I say? Play top tier by my boy Dennis because I've told Dennis this on camera, off camera, when he around, when he not around. That's my motherfucking theme song. Right or wrong, Dennis? No right? Way. So I say play top tier. This my nigga shit. I love this shit. The girls listen to it. That packing is literally my theme song. Play this. The nigga listen to the shit. Not only do he play it that week, but the next week he post it and say, "Hey, you put me on something. This shit here go hard. Good music is good music. Talent is talent, nigga. Whether it be painting, rapping." Uh, uh, whatever coaching, whatever you niggas do, you niggas, whatever y'all do, bro. If you doing it with a purpose and a soul, the shit gonna matter. The shit gonna matter. Do you fuck with them niggas think? If you ain't never learned nothing from me, bro, do you fuck with them niggas think? That go for every nigga out there in the universe. Fuck them niggas, bro. Them niggas don't give a fuck about you. They don't care what you got going on. They gonna drink their own Hennessy. They gonna fuck their own bitches. And I know that was a crazy soliloquy. That was a crazy analogy. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. Do yep. you, nigga? Word, word. Yeah. Definitely definitely needed to hear that in this time. Because I... Yeah. We'll, we'll, see how, we'll see what happens on the other side of that battle, but... Other than that, I mean, yeah, I think this was definitely a definitely a, a great, fruitful um discussion. I think this definitely brought out some brought out some stuff that I didn't think would get brought up, and I think that's awesome when we can you know come together and have these um have kinds of talks, you know. Um, but before we get out of here, um, L.A. Knight was robbed again. They don't like the nigga, bro. Bro, they nah, bro. The company evidently got something against the nigga. The fans love that nigga. Yeah. I ain't talking about us. The fans love Zach Ryder, too, and Dolph Ziggler. What happened to them? That was like the nigga, bro. Bruh. Here's the thing, bro. That nigga LA Knight, bro. Bro, listen. I, I want to put, bro, because I mean, this is why it's so near and dear to me. Because a couple weeks ago, I preached the gospel of LA Knight. And nigga was like, oh, he too old, he too this, he too this. I was like, no, bro, this nigga got something, bro. And niggas fuck with him. And surely enough, bro, every match that nigga goes into, bro, whether he's a heel or just an anti-hero, people fucking love him, bro. And they want him to win every match. Yeah. 
people go crazy for LA night. Like that, like every time you see, like from the first time he showed up to like the the progression okay. is in the nigga, the niggas so over with the fans that when he matches bro, he just did a three, he just did what was it a three-way or a four-way? Um continuing four way, four way, four way. All right, bro. So check this out, bro. The niggas so over with the fans, right? The broadcast cut the intros for the other guys that were out there who've been in that on that brand longer. But when he came out, not only did they show his whole intro, the nigga talked shit from the time he came out all the way to the ring, <laughs> then got in, in the ring and started and started rumbling. And they made sure and, they, and, and, a and minute of that shit. Um, there was a night on SmackDown where um where they had this big bloodline segment. And when you go back on like YouTube and what like on YouTube and whatnot, that LA night segment that was not televised, unfortunately, got the second most views compared to that. behind the bloodline. Right. And that well, let me let, let me show y'all niggas something real quick. Hmm. Let me show y'all niggas something real quick. I'm gonna go way back. I'm going to go way back because I'm going to do this, bro, because I'm going to show y'all what, what niggas in the WWE do because the WWE is hot right now, believe it or not. They have the highest ratings they've had in like 15 years or yeah, bro, longer this, or something like bro, that. People love, bro, this bloodline shit? Yeah, wrestling is back, my nigga. Wrestling is back. However, let me say this, bro. Go all the way back to the new generation era. You know who got over who wasn't supposed to get over and he got over in a feud with his brother, which his brother was supposed to win the feud and it was just supposed to enhance him. The, the, the nigga I'm talking about is Owen Hart. And they didn't put the belt on Owen Hart. Okay, cool. So then go forward a little bit more or whatever. Mick Foley gets over. He not supposed to get over. And they they didn't put the belt on him, but then they put the belt on him to get the ratings for uh raw uh over over um nitro and after they did that they took the belt right back off of Mick Foley right then you go then you go let's go a little let's go to Daniel Bryan Daniel Bryan gets over and they don't want to put the belt on him they put the belt on him take the belt right back off of him yeah, let's go to let's go to 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 the to the fiend, aka Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett, when he came out as the Southern creepy man, literally was one of the most over superstars we had seen in a long time. They didn't put the belt on him. Dolph Ziggler got himself over. They didn't put the belt on him. Drew McIntyre. I, I was just about to say Drew McIntyre got himself over. Put the belt on him. Zack Ryder got himself My over. Nigga. Got himself over during the pandemic. Yeah. Then put the belt on him. Right. Then put the belt on him. And then, then hold on. Let's go to a few months ago. Sami Zayn to the second is still over. And he got himself so over that him and Kevin Owens in a tag team walk around with the tag team belts feel like he's walking around with the heavyweight championship. Am I lying? And Kevin Owens injured, so they're gonna have to figure that out with Sammy. If that's a if the injury injury put him on the sidelines, like they said, it might. Exactly, bro. <laughs> wait till you find wait till you find out his new tag team partner Naomi. But mm -hmm. they don't put they don't put niggas over who get over. They put niggas over. They want to get over. How 
long was we force-fed Roman Reigns. The only reason Roman Reigns is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time right now is because they force-fed us Roman Reigns for so long that we hated him. And then they finally let him be a heel. And guess what? If they would have let him be a heel back when they first tried, when we first started booing him, it wouldn't have worked. Because we was booing him because we didn't want Roman. It wasn't because we hated Roman. We was like, no, we want Daniel Bryan. We don't want Roman Reigns. No, we want Seth Rollins. We want Dean Ambrose. We don't want Roman Reigns. No, we want Cody Rose. We don't want Roman Reigns. No, we want y'all to go get Kenny Omega. We don't want Roman Reigns. Man, poor Kenny Omega. Bro, and they forced Roman Reigns down our throat so much that we despise fucking Roman Reigns. You know why we don't like Austin Theory? It's not because Austin Theory's bad. It's because we hate Austin Theory because they want us to like him. L.A. Knight is what they want Austin Theory to be. But he can't. He can't. He can't Bruh, because he can't LA, get over generically. Bro, L.A. Knight is his own gimmick. And because that shit's so naturally him and it goes so well for him, the shit can't be, can't be replicated. Bro, and at the end, at the end of the day, they're not gonna get. I'm giving up on the shit. I'm just gonna like them and enjoy them and whatever the shit they put them on TV or whatever. But he is dead, bro. Is dead. Is dead, bro. It, I'm gonna say it one more time for the niggas in the back. Is dead, bro. Enjoy the bloodline story. Damian Priest gonna cash in. I actually think Seth Rollins. I think what's something that's gonna blow everybody's mind. I don't think Seth Rollins is keeping the belt at SummerSlam. I think he's gonna drop the belt because let me ask you this: Do Seth need the belt right now? He no, need, he, no. He's that on he don't need. He don't need. Do but Finn it, does, need but the belt? it does help. But do Finn need the belt? Does oh, Judgment Day need the belt? So if you put the belt on Finn, you got you got Dom with the belt. With Dom is fucking phenomenal. He can't wrestle, by the way, y'all boys. But Dom is phenomenal. As a heel, top heel in not just in WWE, Dom is the top heel in wrestling. He's more of a heel than Roman Reigns because Roman Reigns don't get 100% booze. Yeah. Dom get 100% booze, bro. He's the top <laughs> heel in wrestling, bro. They hate no, Dom. Nobody, bro. I haven't seen niggas hate Dom, bro. They hate Dom more than they hate Arn Anderson when he came and helped Ric Flair turn on Steam, nigga. Right. They hate Dom, bro. And at the end of the day, bro, they're gonna. I think they're gonna put the belt on Finn, and then they're gonna let Finn have the belt. And I think they're gonna tease Damian Priest cashing in on Finn. Yeah. For a few this weeks. Judgment but, Day takeover thing is is bro, really like happening for real. Can I say something, right. bro? Because they teased it both ways. They teased the breakup and they teased them getting all the belts. And I'm going to tell you something that I have been thinking in the back of my mind, bro. I'm going to ask y'all something. What's the most realistic way y'all see Damian Priest cashing in this money in the bank? He got it, bro. Here's the thing. And then we got to get out of here for this show. Because it'll turn into rap. Listen, here's the thing. You got to put the belt on Finn, right? Because mm-hmm. the, the the undisputed title is out of the question for anybody that's not named Cody Rhodes. The mm-hmm. only person that can win that 
is Cody Rhodes. Even when Gunther wins the Royal Rumble, he got to face whoever the world heavyweight champion is. Because Roman got to beat Jay. I know that sounds crazy, but Roman got to beat Jay. He got to keep the belt. And then Cody got to get the belt at WrestleMania. That's all the way. However, I will say this. I will say this. With Damian Priest and the Money in the Bank joint, you have to do this, bro. You have to let Finn win the title. And then Damian has to cash in on Finn. Because guess what happens in that situation? Finn Balor is back in the world title picture as a as a world title contender. You've built him back up. You got Finn Balor back. Now when he dress up like the demon and all that other shit, it matters again. Damian Priest is in the world title picture because he has the world title. He's a top heel type joint. And guess what? And guess what? Finn is now a face because Damian cashes in on him. He leaves the judgment day and you get old Finn Balor back, which is what you need. Because right now on Raw, you only got two faces. I always going the other way around, but I'm going to say some shit and I've been saying this for weeks. Everybody keep acting like I'm tripping, but the WWE has this overwhelming surpluses of gray people, of people that's not really heels, but they're not really faces either. And it's too many of them. It's right. way too many of them. And that's why you got to distinguish it, bro. That's why you got to turn fan face. And I get what you're saying, Dennis, about Damian Priest would work. But Damian Priest, to me, looked like a heel. I don't want to root for Damian Priest. I don't want no, him to be successful. But, you, but, but that's the thing, bro. Damian, Beach, Damian Priest is almost like Gangrel was. People liked Gangrel, but people didn't want to root for Gangrel. Like, I don't want to root for Damian Priest. I don't like him. One thing I'll say about the Judgment Day, outside of, outside of me wanting to impregnate Rhea Ripley, I don't like them. Right. Oh, that's a difference. That's the difference between them and the bloodline. They did great at at, at me hating them because I'm literally like every time they come out, I'm just like, I can't, uh, stand, I can't stand them. Yeah, bro. And it's not. They it's not so go well. away. He is genuine. Like I don't like Dominique, even though here's the thing that's weird. I was happy that Dom won the world title, but I was mad that he won. Not the world title, but the North American title. But I was mad that he won it. I was mad. I was like, why this nigga running around with an NXT belt? That shit pissed me off. I'm like, the belt should be on NXT. Bro, and then I was like, he can't even wrestle. So great, bro, bro, everything he does just make you mad. Yeah. Right. And he can't. Same thing with Damian Priest. But I'm like, a... he act like he give a fuck about Finn, but he don't. And then Finn is say... like, damn, Finn, why are you in the group? And then Rhea Ripley beat, bro, the Liv Morgan Rhea Ripley thing was gold. Hell yeah, my nigga. Plus, I don't care what nobody's saying. I don't care how show this thing you following. Nigga, I watch Rhea Ripley do anything, nigga. Rhea Ripley, fine. bro. Can can Liv Morgan get a, a, a Oscar or an Emmy for how good she sold her army and broke? Oh, bro. Bro, listen. Yeah, can I say something, bro? Let's call, bro. Let's call a spade a spade. Liv Morgan is is doing so well, my nigga. They, you haven't heard the name Alexa Bliss. Yeah, and then what's funny is Liv can't wrestle, y'all boys. Bro, she I really can't, bro. She really can't. Bro, she really is like a girl in like a schoolyard fight, like throwing the, the windmill slaps, but in the ring. But she can't wrestle. But 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 Dennis was that not believable that her arm was broke? Bro, listen, it's, 
But it's a but it's a lot of them like that, bro. Like he and here's the other thing that I'm that I'm gonna say, bro, about the Judgment Day, and this is my union. Where I was going with that original question, what if they have priests cash in his money in the bank and it don't work? Like, bro, something been sticking out in my mind, bro. Every year when Money Bank coming around, they always talk about, you know, the percentages of people who have cashed in successfully and people who have cashed in twice, talk about the men's and shit. Yo. But, bro, I've been thinking about this for the longest time, bro. The Judgment Day stories all in the same way. They start fucking with somebody, fucking with somebody, fucking with somebody, fucking with somebody, and do an extremely good job at it. Then the the, 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 the crescendo happens, and they all wind up getting their ass beat, and they get their comeuppance, and they just go home tail tuck. Finn doesn't Finn doesn't make sense in this group. <laughs> he don't. I'm sorry, <laughs> he don't. And I'll be honest with you. To the point, Finn makes so little sense in this group that even when Finn come out by himself and I see him wearing his sneakers and shit, I want to punch that nigga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, bruh, let me tell you what it looked like, bro. The fact of the matter is, Dom and Rhea don't need this group anymore. They don't. <laughs> they don't. Dom, like my nigga, at this point, my nigga, if they take if if they take Dom away, this shit don't work no more. I'm gonna say this, Dennis, and then we can get to the final thoughts, bro. I, I just need to know. I just need to know this, bro. Like, like. With wrestling being back and all this, and the storylines being written and all this stuff or whatever, L.A. Night, yeah, getting fucked over and all that or whatever. That's just wrestling. That's how it goes or whatever. Here's my thing, bro. The biggest star right now, regardless of all of this, because you need a star for wrestling to be a big deal. And I'm going to give him credit because he's the reason why wrestling is a big deal right now, and that's Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, at WrestleMania next year, in March, because WrestleMania comes at you fast, bro. It's only like eight months away or whatever, right? Right. When Roman Reigns lose this belt, because you know he's going to wrestle the WrestleMania, and he lose this belt, and he's no longer the champion, he's no longer the face of the company, and he go away for a long time, because y'all know it's coming. Who's the face? That's why you got to put the belt on Cody Rhodes. He's the only person that's big enough maintain the company. You realize that you're coming into a situation where you don't got John Cena no more. You're not going to have Roman Reigns. You're going to have a Jay Uso who's a big time guy now, but it's Jay Uso. Seth Rollins is his biggest Seth Rollins is. He's a wrestling guy. Roman yeah. Reigns is bigger than wrestling, bro. Yeah. And the only person on the roster I think that could be bigger than ros- wrestling, including LA Knight, yeah, is Cody Rhodes. Yeah, I had another question, but I'm I don't want the show to you know the to, to go too long because I mean I I do realize that it's time for us to get up out of here, but um, but yeah, we we gonna we gonna pencil it right there. Um, closing thoughts. Uh, I'll go ahead and get mine out the way, man. Listen, we had a great discussion um throughout this whole show, and I want our audience. You know, I have a, I know Arnest is trying to figure out what kind of podcast are we these days. Um, we're a podcast about nothing, basically. But um, that's not my closing thought. <clears throat> uh, earlier this week, comedian Jess Hilarious uh, put out a post concerning another post uh, where a transgender woman 
came out and said, you know, natural born biological women or cisgender women or women who ascribe to being born biological women at birth are not the gatekeepers to um, womanhood or to um, having periods and uh, cycles and children and stuff like that. And while I am a man, I am not equipped to talk to this, uh, talk about this situation. Um, I find it peculiar that we just refuse to listen to the people that this topic impacts. We didn't listen to the young female athletes when they said, hey, we don't want to compete against transgender women in our sports because they are biological men. Physically and scientifically, they are superior to us in every way. And now, for whatever reason, we don't want to listen to cisgender women, naturally biologically born women, when they say, hey, you are not a woman. I A few months ago, I was disturbed when transgender women tried to get Whoopi Goldberg the fuck out of here when she said what she said. I'm like, y'all think it's, y'all not, think it's weird that transgender women are telling this woman she can't have an opinion about something that's affecting her as a woman. That's neither here nor there. But my thought basically says when we stop listening to the people that it directly impacts, we become blind to a solution. Be patient. Be prayerful. Do not panic. LQ, I'm out. Yo, listen, I'm going to get in my final thought, but I'm going to say this because I got to piggyback off what Q said real quick because I got to say something about what just Q said. And I know a lot of you niggas thinking right now, here comes Jax to the defense. Actually, let me tell y'all niggas something, man. I don't even like Jess Hilarious, and um, I am a real heavy advocate of LGBTQ, but boy, do I agree with Jess Hilarious and Q on this one. And let me tell you why. And the, and the, and the reason why I say that, bro, and I, you know what? We probably should have talked about this on the show. The reason why I say that, bro, is at some point in time, bro, and I know I'm going to sound super not like myself and very conservative right here, bro, but we have to just base our thoughts in reality. And what I mean by that, all of my trans people who I support wholeheartedly and don't want you to come kill me or attack me in the comments right now, what I mean by that is this, man. I'm not about to sit up here and worry oh, about sure. Shoot the star. See, look, somebody talking to you. I'm not going to sit up here and worry about no dude or no woman arguing about who has control over periods because there's other stuff going on, and I'm going to base all of my thought process in time and reality. I'm not going to worry about it. Now, y'all can take that as what you want, but I'm telling y'all, I live in reality. Okay, I heard a, a girl, she's a stud, and she has a podcast, and she said that sometimes. Her wife be complaining because she heat up the strap and she say, you just got to get cold dick. And it was the first time in my entire life. And I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking when I say this. It's the first time in my entire life that something LGBTQ made me cringe. And it wasn't because it was gay. It was because it didn't make sense in my head. That's all. That's all. However, here's my final thought. Man, we talked about a lot of good shit on this show today or whatever. And um, I'm glad we had it. I'm glad that we do this. I'm glad that you listen. I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that um, you're alive. Mr. Rogers used to come in and put his coat on. And he'd be like, man, it's such a good 
feeling to know you're alive is such a happy feeling. The feeling inside, y'all might think that shit corny, my nigga. But it's something to be said about a nigga coming in and saying, hey, man, I know this shit tough right now. But goddamn, you you alive right now. I think I'm I think I'm make the day happy. And this show is just like Q said, it's a show about nothing. It is the Seinfeld of podcast. You never know what the fuck we might talk about on here. However, at the end of the day, man, this show is about life. And let me tell you why this show is about life. Life is about nothing. It's what you make it. This show is about nothing. It's whatever you make it. And that's your calling. That's your task. Your task, your calling, your 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 purpose, as Q said earlier, is to make it whatever the fuck you want it to be. That's the secret. Everybody say, what's the key to life? What's the what's the secret of life? Making it whatever you want it to be. If you want to go sailing, if you want to drive an F1 car, if you want to write hit uh albums, if you want to do a podcast, go do that shit. When I learned to play guitar, like Q just said, he wanted to play guitar. I literally woke up one morning and said, I want to play guitar. And I went to Guitar Center and bought a guitar. And now I know how to play guitar. Don't catch yourself in complacency and monotony. Get your ass up and go do whatever the fuck it is that you wanted to do. Pray with your hands open. That's how you receive energy. I'm out. All right, y'all. You drink your water because everything is bad for you. It's your boy, cool. <laughs> the accent is so good. <laughs> Dude, cool got that white shit that them Philly niggas have on their head. Why the niggas doing that? <laughs> you know what's crazy? I was going, <laughs> I was going to make that. I was going to make that a thing to discuss, but I was like, you know what? Uh, we we got to that point now where it's just like yeah we, we, I don't because I I don't want to I don't want to put us back in that box again. <laughs> I was like, bro, that nigga was terrible. You know how you know it was bad, Dennis. I'm in the bed chilling. My daughter came in the room with tears in her eyes, laughing and said, "Daddy, you gotta see this." <laughs> I swear to God. And then she showed me the clip where the nigga was like, "My eye twitches, so that means that they talking about me." <laughs> Nah, he he had a couple questionable lines and uh a couple, huh? Go ahead. That's crazy. Um by, by the way, um shout out to um friend of the show Lola Brooke, who is on the double XL freshman list this year, and she did the um she did the one of the no static drops. The fuck time are you going nowhere? You no static. That was Lola Brooke. Yeah. So, Shout out to shout out to her for um being on the double XL cover. Um my closing thoughts are simply um as I always say, may you and everyone around you experience nothing but love, happiness, and protection. Um, and to piggyback what has been said, um, this was a very, very fruitful, um fruitful episode. It definitely brought about some some thoughts some you know some validations and confirmations and everything that just needed to be said just from you know um why we feel the way why we feel the way we feel um you know 
when it should be a moment of when it should be a moment of happiness, but is you know, it's kind of a sense of and Jack's correct me if I'm wrong, a sense of jadedness. I think would be yeah, the right word sure. to put it there. Very jaded. But I just think that one th- I think that's one thing about it, you know, is at the end of the day, I'm sure I'm sure while you know, while everything is and you know. The for me myself, I'm thankful for where I'm at, um, and just you know, and I'm looking forward to you know keeping going and every for every storm that anybody out there is feeling, you know, always remember this too fast, and to just you know be the best version of yourself you can possibly be or work towards that or you know set out a plan whatever that looks like for you, you know, um. Definitely do definitely do what you can to get to where you want to be, you know. Like I'm trying to find different ways to, you know, work on that for myself. Like, like, for example, I took a um I took a soul, I took a, you know, a trip solo to Savannah. I that was my first time ever seeing Savannah, and it was awesome. So, like, and even something like that, you know, to to bring to bring put a smile on my face like is good for me so it's just all about discovering and finding different you know the things that bring you joy could put you in a better place to where you're feeling something good but um like i always say you can catch us on spotify apple stitcher iheart Wherever you get your podcast at, shout out to everybody that's listening, first time listeners, last times listeners, and sometimes listeners. And remember, when you touch that dial, remember, like, rate, review, share, worship. 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 And like that, we out. Peace. Who a hater?